Welcome into the program. Good to have you on board today. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on and enjoying the heat. Nothing like yesterday. When we sat outside, which uh, was awesome. And uh, we uh, we did it with uh, without a net, so to speak. It wasn't like we had misters or anything like that. No, we sucked it up. We grilled out. We 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 took on 103 degree temperatures, and we survived. We didn't burst into flames. We didn't have to stay home from work. So, hopefully, we toughened up America yesterday. Speaking of toughening up America, uh, I uh, I was witnessing some of his pictures over on uh, Facebook, and he's on some mountaintop, looking like uh, uh, like a lumberjack. To be quite honest with you, it's our buddy Paul Charchian from the Guillotine Leagues. Paul, how you been, my friend? I've been well. By the way, 101 degrees here yesterday, too. It was, uh, we both got scorched yesterday, but I'm impressed. You're outside. Were you in the sun? Were you in the direct, were you on, the, were you on asphalt in the sun yesterday? Because that would make no, this, way, we were way in, more manly. We, we were under the tiki bar, and uh, Grant came in over and, uh, in the backyard. We I did the show from outside. I was bound and determined because, and Paul, it's a, it's a long story, but one of the news reporters here was going, you should stay home from work today. And I thought, what has happened to America where we can't go in the heat? <laughs> Pioneers travel across the Badlands in stagecoaches. I sure as hell can get my big ass outside and do a show in the heat. Yeah, and we baby. grilled out. We grilled out during the show so the heat stayed under the tent or under the top of the tiki hut. We had ribs. We had uh, Al Capone roast. We, we just sat there and ate and drank on the air. And it, it's like what you're supposed to do. So that's what we did. So we took it outside. Boy, I love it. Yeah. Now, what the hell is yeah. an Al Capone roast? I've never heard of that in my life. Is it it is. Dog? What is that? You know, it's a, it's a, they pound out pork. They pound out a filet. Uh, provolone mm-hmm. cheese, mozzarella cheese, uh, prosciutto, uh, pepperoni. Uh, chicken, they pound it out, they roll they layer it down in layers, and then they roll it up, and then they slice it out, no tie it, uh, a, a string around it, and it's this big roast that you then throw oh. in the grill. That sounds yeah. awesome. How yeah, amazing it is was, that? Yeah, we didn't even eat it. We put it in our pants and ran around the neighborhood. It was that good, so it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Hey, I, before we go into fantasy football, where in the hell were you? Those pictures were spectacular, and have you shaved the beard? Because you look like some uh, kind of lumberjack looking for good wood. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, my God. Wow. It's amazing. And, you know, Beautiful. so that's a, the low point of Rocky Mountain is like 3,000 feet above uh, sea level. But then we were, you know, we did some mountain uh, treks that got us up to 12,000 feet. And it was, uh, you know, it, at that point, it's pretty Arctic. But it was, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful area with trails and rivers and so much scenery. We saw, you know, we saw big we saw big game we saw uh, bucks we saw all kinds of stuff that's oh it was great it looked spectacular and i i had to reach out to roxy and say oh my god that that was just an incredible trip so and i'm and you're an rver now so i was telling everybody i am i got a you, camper you, i got a camper yeah, you like got you. the rv and you, you guys are out traveling the world now so that's great so wait, stuff. are we gonna go camping together at some point i mean you know we should coordinate this go out we'll to the badlands let's go hit yeah the we'll have to We'll have to do something. Yeah, we were we were just down in Sturgis, and we uh, did that. We were took the RV out there and took the motorcycle out there, and we withstood rains and hail and wind and and wind and heat, and so it, we got kind of a dose of everything. But it was great, I, and I love doing it. So maybe we meet somewhere in between, like near the Mississippi River, at some 
campsite. That way it's not too far for us to go, yeah. but yet we can still go and enjoy it and feel like we're away from something. So, yeah, do that. I like the sound of that. Let's make it happen. How is, uh, how is your team there of people of purple in Minnesota? Well, you know, it's, it's mixed here. Um, everybody understands that you're not going to win 11 one-score games. So everybody expects the Vikings' win total to drop, but the defense basically can't be worse than it was last year. Um, they got a lot of new faces on defense, and you know we kicked Ed Donatel to the curb. Like you guys are new, you guys mm-hmm. knew enough. And all my Packer friends were like, "Oh, you're going to hate this," and they were right. We did hate it. So defense should get a little bit better. Uh, Justin Jefferson's still here. T.J. Hawkinson's still here. Jordan Addison, the first round draft pick, looks really good. And I'm not, that's not Homer Paul talking. That's just, he looks really good. So I think, uh, I think this team's in a, a pretty good spot to be competitive. Still think the Lions look like the best team because they were the best team at the end of last year. The Vikings yeah. needed a win against the Lions at the end of the year to try to get home field. Couldn't get it. Packers needed a win to get into the playoffs. Couldn't get it. The Lions, I think, are rightfully the, the chalk to win the division. But I, I think the Vikings will be competitive. I uh, I still think the Vikings are offensively the best team in the division. Uh, I don't know if they're the best team top to bottom in the division. Uh, I don't know about you, Paul, but I, I keep looking at the Lions going. And I know we had Dan Miller on earlier this week, the voice of the Lions, and, and they're, they're, they believe they're ready to go. But I keep yeah. thinking to myself, at some point, the Lions have to become the Lions, right? See, I don't think so. I mean, you know, we say that about a lot of different teams. You know, we said that for years about Tampa Bay. And then Tony Dungy shows up and he just writes the ship. And then, you know, Tampa Bay's good. And, you know, it's such a cyclical league. And it's this league more than any other. It's, it's, you can go from worst to first really quickly. Look at the Jaguars. You know, the Jaguars at this time last year, their win total was five wins. They ended up winning. They ended up playing two playoff games. So I just, I think things can reverse. And I look at especially their secondary. So, their secondary was the Lions' secondary was getting roasted all the last year. So what they do? They brought in a bunch of veterans who know what the hell they're doing. Cameron Sutton and Chauncey uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley, and that's going to help them a lot. And they got Aiden Hutchinson, who's year two is probably going to be even better. So I, I think this has turned into a, a, a really good Lions team. And just because they have been awful for our entire adult lives, doesn't mean that they're going to stay that bad. So um, for people that want to, you know, have a question regarding, uh, you know, maybe your fantasy team upcoming, uh, if you want to ask Paul something and either or maybe draft uh, eligibility type of thing, go ahead and give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Now, as we sit here, obviously you have the guillotineleagues.com, and if people want to get in on that, they can. So when you sit down for a fantasy draft, which many people do next week, so what is it that the objective, I mean, obviously you want a good team, but what things should they be looking at first? Yeah. You should be planning your fantasy draft around getting one of the six good tight ends. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle. Those are the guys you can go to war with every week, and you're not laying awake nights going, oh, is my tight end, is Cole Komet going to give me one catch for 10 yards and end my week? This is, you know, that's, you want to get one of those good tight ends. You might have to pay a half round early or a round early to go get those guys. Who cares? Just get set there. Because if you're doing the Cole Komet bit or you're doing the Gerald Everett bit or the David Njoku or Juwan Johnson or Chiga Kwanku, you know, any any week could be your last. And so that's that's one of my keys. Then the other thing I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can, I want to get one of these great rushing 
dual threat quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, maybe Lamar Jackson. They can just, you know, if if they're if they're even quasi-functional passers, they break open your scoring system and give you a massive advantage over the rest of the league. And I'm really, really infatuated with Jalen Hurts. In part, Bill, because Philadelphia, you saw at the end of the year, they were doing that bit on the goal line where they just everybody just pushes Jalen Hurts into the end zone. And it's a free touchdown. Nobody can stop it. And everybody assumed that the NFL would legislate against it somehow in the offseason, and they didn't. And Jalen Hurts could be sitting on 10, 12 rushing touchdown seasons. Mm. Yeah, I really thought the way Philadelphia went about picking up short yardage first downs uh, that they would have kind of legislated that out. And I can't believe they didn't. Were you surprised they yeah. didn't uh, really get into that, addressing that? I thought they would because it, w- it feels like an automatic win. And the NFL doesn't like that. When, you know, when extra points became automatic, they took that away. You know, they changed it to make it so that, you know, they, they don't want every play, you know, any, any given play should not have a 99% chance of success. And it feels like the tush push has got exactly that. Right. Yeah. It, it became, uh, it, it, that team was in essence a four down team, you know, third and short third and yeah. two, was was an automatic for them. I mean, they did it all season long. Now, that brings me to the next question when you talk about quarterbacks. So if you are then, you go with a tight end, you're, you're going to be looking for weapons, but you're also looking for somebody to deliver the football. So your your top ten list of quarterbacks, and we all, you know, kind of hold our breath when you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and is Josh Allen there? Does Tua stay healthy for an entire season? Because he had a pretty good year last year statistically. Can Jared Goff yeah. replicate, duplicate what he did? Kirk Cousins had a pretty good year last year, but where is Rodgers following all of this? I mean, that's a lot of questions about the quarterback position. So if I can't get one of these, and I'm just talking fantasy here, if I can't get Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Field, Lamar Jackson, and you know those guys that can really help me run, then – I'm just sloughing that position. I'm going to let quarterback go for a while, and I'll, start, I'll readdress it round 12, round 13. Geno Smith, Jared Goff, really good, good, consistent quarterbacks, and then I'll back him up in the 15th round with my favorite sleeper quarterback. And I shouldn't even tell you this because you're in my guillotine league draft that's going to be starting <laughs> in a couple of days, Bill. So do not use this against me. I need you to go men in black and just, just vaporize this entire conversation, okay? Okay. Um, from your memory. Sam Howell is my favorite quarterback sleeper. Now, he's the Washington Commanders' new starting quarterback. He's looked great this preseason. He's played week 18 of last year. But here's what you need to know about Sam Howell. He is a rushing threat. Not like Justin Fields, but in the Daniel Jones white guy rushing threat. So we get like 30 yards, 40 yards, maybe 50 yards rushing per game. Sneak in some touchdowns on those runs as well. Could be sitting at like a 5-6 rushing touchdown season. But Sam Howell is the other thing that you want from your fantasy quarterback, and that's a big arm. And he can throw downfield. There's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo is no good for fantasy, because Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. is just all dink and dunk stuff underneath, and that doesn't equate fantasy points. We want big plays, and Sam Howell's got the big arm for downfield passing. Eric Biennemi is the new offensive coordinator for Washington. Sam Howell is my favorite favorite sleeper out of everybody in this year's fantasy draft. Uh, much like the NFL, how much does the fantasy world value the running back position? I'm glad you asked because Thank everything has changed this year. It's so weird. I've been, you and I have been talking for a decade, Bill, about 
don't spend your early draft picks on running backs because the failure rate is so high and there's so much variance. This is the year that everybody's doing it. Normally in the first round, there's seven or eight running backs taken. This year, four. In fact, out of the top 30 picks on average, only nine are running backs this year. So everybody's starting to piece it together that there's the most dangerous position you can draft into is the running back position. You can go other places and find sure thing production and then put your like your mid-round picks that aren't as valuable into those mid-round runners that can still help your team. Um, Jacob says, uh, for uh, forever, the fantasy football draft in my life, it's the first one ever. He said, my team is uh, Jared Allen, uh, or Josh Allen, uh, Cook, Kamara, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, Mike Williams, the Packers defense, and a young kicker. He says, does that sound like a pretty solid team? Yeah, actually it does. Yeah, and his young kicker is probably Young Ho Ku from Atlanta. That's, that's probably it. the young kicker he's referring to. Yep. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually a pretty good first draft right there. It sounds like a small league. Either he drafted really well or that's a very small league. Yeah, One of the yeah no doubt. Uh, Travis wants to know, he said, uh, hey, Paul, what defense should I be taking? Has, they have, uh, has a team put it all together to have a top-notch defense yet this season? We do have to take defenses in our league. Eagles. God, the Eagles are going to be sick. This defense is yeah. – just ridiculous right so you know you got the veterans like brandon graham and fletcher cox but you also have jordan davis from last year's first round jalen carter from this year's first round nolan smith from this year's first round and then you've got you know that secondary that was so good last year with james bradbury it's just it's just an embarrassment of riches on that eagles defense they're not only are they the best the best defense they're the best team in the nfl and it's honestly it's not that close uh steve says hey paul uh i've got the fourth pick in my fantasy draft and i'm assuming that justin jefferson mccaffrey jamar chase are all going to be gone should i take eckler or someone else someone else i mean i it just i don't have a problem with eckler but i think i'd take jamar chase i think i don't hear i don't think i heard travis kelsey in that list i mean travis kelsey to me is you know the lock he should be uh, he's in consideration for pick number one because he gives you the biggest positional differentiator in fantasy football you get you know there's travis kelsey and there's basically every other tight end so you know I, I would take kelsey i would take jamar chase with that pick one of those spots uh and then last but not least uh, as a running quarterback that could pick up additional yards uh marcos wants to know if justin fields is worthy of a second round draft choice yeah, and that's where you're going to have to take him if you want him. He's going the end of the second round, and that's about right for Justin Fields. You're assuming the passing's going to get better, and it probably will. DJ Moore helps. It'll be his third season. You know, so the passing probably gets better, which it needed to. But the rushing upside for Justin Fields is as good as anybody in the league, and that's, you know, if he's going to run for 80 yards in games, you know, you want a part of that. So, yeah, totally on board taking Justin Fields into the second round. Paul, I cannot wait for the uh, Guillotine League draft to start, and uh, our season has now begun with you. And, uh, man, give Roxy a big hug, and I I can't wait to talk to you every week, buddy. I'll do that. You lasted a long time in our Guillotine League last year. I was very proud of you. You know, I, uh, hesitant about going back yeah. into fantasy, and you you held your own, my man. I, uh, I I did for a while, and then I then I succumbed to stupidity and uh, a lack of finger pressing on the enter button. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, bud. You uh, let me know when we're drafting, and I'm on the clock, and I'm good to go, and I can't wait, pal. All right, deal. Talk to you later, my right, right, buddy. Bye. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Paul Charchian. Great to get him back in the air with us. Great to talk to him. 
Always great advice. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say the top five defenses out there. Oh, God, you'd have to say San Francisco. you got to say Philadelphia. you got to say New York, the Jets. Uh, you'd have to look at them. Um, who else would you pick as one of the top five defenses, Grant? Um, nah, I, I, Nelson, I can't take the Packers. they got to prove it. It's hard. Defense moves so yeah. much from year to year. You, right. you almost need to bet on a defense that you think has a lot of talent but hasn't popped yet, which weirdly the Packers actually fit into that category. But this right. is why defenses are so hard. There's two or three teams that you're for sure about, and then the rest of the league is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Maybe um, the Steelers. They have a lot of playmakers, big sacks, strip sacks, interceptions, that kind of thing. Steelers are always good. Ah. Uh... The Saints were one of the better ones last year. Believe it or not, Washington actually statistically had a good defense last year. Um, you could say Buffalo. Um, they they played pretty well. They're getting a few guys back. New England's always right there with Bill Belichick. So that's just some of them. Baltimore's going to be better this year. Baltimore could be a could be a legitimate threat. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Bottom of the hour, going to hear from Matt LaFleur. And what he had to say today is now they go behind closed doors and they start putting all the secret stuff in and getting ready for the regular season in this final preseason game. So you're going to hear from him coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you and that's our friends at burn pit barbecue burn pit bbq.com burn pit bbq.com uh yesterday uh right after grant left uh, i told i said that uh, our buddy jeff stoley from stoley's hog alley and stoles on 109 stopped by and he brought me a bag of their handmade chips they're seasoned like potato chips and they're thick cut and they're 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 awesome but here's one one hint you go buy a bag of chips like that and you keep them, you know, and when you're looking for a snack, this is what you do. Burn pit barbecue sauce, you get the sweet. They've got a sweet barbecue sauce. You dump it into like a, a carafe or a cup, you know, you uh, of glass. You don't put it in a metal one. You put it in the microwave for about a minute. Put a piece of either paper towel or wax paper over top of it. Heat it up for a minute. Get it to where you got a little steam off of it. You stir it up. And then you take the potato chips, you dip them into the barbecue sauce, put them on the bar, have your favorite beverage and a cigar. That's your snack. Oh, my God. It's so good. So good. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And you will, if you don't do it already, you will thank me. And uh, people always talk about dips, French dip, onion dip, and all that kind of stuff at parties. I've always said if you really want to be a hit, do something different. 
take a big cup of warm barbecue sauce and those kettle style and they're not kettle chips they're 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 different it's like a seasoned chip and you put those alongside and you dip that oh my god you will thank me and your party will thank me it's just that good i do it all the time when i'm sitting downstairs like on monday nights or thursday nights watching football games and i'm doing work smoking a cigar at the bar it's exactly what i do oh it's so good so good go to burnpitbbq.com that is burnpitbbq.com you ever tried that grant I've never tried barbecue sauce, but one of my weird uh, guilty snack pleasures is normal Lay's, just straight up normal potato chips, yeah. and I dip them in peanut butter. It's very good. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's a, it's, it's a little bit out don't of necessity because I don't yeah. really love plain potato chips, but you get a little sweet, a little salty. It's a great snack. Get, it gets me through lots of brewer games when I'm bored out of my skull watching a team that can't hit. I'm like, well, I'll just bust out some potato chips and peanut butter. I never heard of that. And I put peanut butter on celery. I put peanut butter on, you know, sandwiches and such. Uh, yeah, but I never, I never heard of that. Well, I'm, I'm cutting edge, Bill. You know, I'm, wow. I'm a little okay. bit of a forward thinker like that. I'll have to, I'll have to try it. I, I will say that the whole, the whole experiment with Reese's Cups of putting um, peanut butter and I think pretzels together has not been something good for me. I've tried it, and it's bleh. so. I'm. I'll have to. I'll try it. I'm up for damn near anything, but uh, but yeah, I've never never heard of that. Okay, something to think about. And I'll there try the go. chips with the barbecue sauce. We'll, we'll yeah, both report that, that'll that'll change your life. Uh, this one's from Mark, who says, uh, "Hey, Bill, talking about the shelving falling down and things falling off the shelves. Are you is your house built on an Indian Indian burial mound? Uh, no." Not that I know of. I also had uh, one that said, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Mickey and Elmo, your dog, since they passed. Maybe they're just letting you know they're still around. And that's a great thought. But I would, I would hope that they're knocking stuff, not knocking stuff off the walls to to let me know. <laughs> just a bad dog, you know. Uh, the other one was um, the former owner. Did they recently pass? Maybe they're coming back to uh, to possess the house. That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, the the owners here before me bought it from somebody else, so I'm the third generation owner of this home. So I that's a great question. I don't know. And the other one was uh, I know you live near the Waukesha County Airport. Do you think it's some of the bigger uh, corporate jets flying overhead and rattling the house? No, because I think they only fly until like eleven o'clock at night. I think it's like ten or eleven, and that airport shuts down. So. I don't think I do get some corporate jets that fly overhead, but they, no, nothing's ever rattled the house. Never, never had that. We had things falling off the shelves at a house I lived in in Lacrosse. Me and a buddy, and it was mm-hmm. an old house, but I don't know, seventy five hundred years old. And in the backyard, when we were digging up a stump one day, because you know we're we're two guys, we're like, how can we sure. get our hands dirty? Work on the lawn. We found a dog tag that was buried. And it was from a man, we Googled his name, he passed away in the 80s, we found his obituary, and he was in, I don't remember if it was World War II or a war that was just after that. So we brought the dog tag in the house, uh, and while we we ultimately contacted the VFW, we found the family, so we got this dog tag returned. But for the, like, four or five days we had the dog tag, it was on a shelf in the kitchen, stuff was just falling off the shelves. It was just cups, really? things. Yeah, it was never, it, it would just fall off. And it was so bizarre, and we're like, should we? This dog tag outside. Let's keep this outside yeah. until we get it back to the folks. And we ultimately did. Wow. But it was a weird couple of days. 
I uh, I have never I haven't found anything and brought anything home that would lead me to believe that there's something here. But uh, I look, I believe in that stuff. Um, I I've told the story a, a thousand times about the guy that passed by the window back when I was married to my second wife and living in a different house and it was snowing like crazy outside we both looked at each other we thought it was our neighbor and we both looked at each other like god what does he want now neither wanted to get up to go answer the answer the door and then we didn't see him again and we're like well, where the hell did he go we started looking around the house couldn't you know couldn't find him around back i thought maybe he was over we just had just had a, a load of uh firewood delivered to the house i thought maybe he was stealing some of that so i went to the front bay window where he walked past and i i looked at my wife and i said you know, hey, oh, what did you see? And she said, it was Bob. And I came by, and I'll never forget, it was a blue and white plaid, like one of those pullover flannel jackets with the hat with the flaps on it and a pair of big baggy green pants, like army green pants and boots. And and I said, come here, and I looked out, and she went, oh, my God, and it was because there was not a footprint in the snow, and we saw the exact same person walk past. Oh, so I, I believe all of that crap. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne, our buddy Dwayne from up in uh, up in Wausau says, if that ghost tries to push their stomach uh, on the outside of your window, run. Yeah, uh, Dwayne knows some inside stories. So I, I got hammered one night and was going to do that to my neighbors. <laughs> Out from the inside. So. You get your shirt off, you run to the window, you're like pressing your body on the window. How you doing? You know, eh, there's a whole lot more to that. Anyway. That's good, clean fun. As long yeah, as it's your front a, side and not your back side. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I wasn't mooning anybody. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. A disgusting act from uh, Bill Michaels in his neighbor's window, as Joe yeah, Buck would say. I, it's it's weird. I was I was just sleeping, and next thing you know, stuff's crashing down. A couple couple of weeks in a row now. Like somebody's trying to let me know something. I don't know what it is. Uh, let's do this. Uh, speaking of letting you know something, uh, Matt LaFleur uh, spoke a little while ago. We're going to hear what he had to say uh, coming up here in just a few, so stay tuned. Speaking of our buddy Dwayne, Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All in Green Bay. And uh, boat covers, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, he can do it. Does it great. Follow him on Facebook at Cover It All. And you can see all the work that he does, but go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Or just call him. Call him direct, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Speaking of boats, now's the time because uh, winter is eventually going to get here and fall is eventually going to get here, and you want to make sure that your boat is covered, it's secure, uh, no crap gets on the inside of it during the long winter months, and he can help you out by uh, creating a custom cover for that thing. So uh, give my buddy Dwayne a call, 715-870-2119. More of the Bill Michael Show, Matt LaFleur, next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They got you covered. Start thinking about things for indoors. Pool tables, shuffleboards, table games, dartboards, bars, bar stools, things like that for inside. 
But if you still want to think about doing some stuff outside, they have fire pits for both wood and gas, and they have grills and grill accessories and a lot of great deals right now for the end-of-season sale going on. Call them, 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials. 262-746-5931. That's uh, our friends at Master's Ease, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Great stuff. And that's the reason people travel from all over for this high-quality stuff. It's just that good. That's Master's Ease. Uh, Matt LaFleur spoke to the media just a little while ago. Here's what he had to say. Point is he in that number two position, or is that still a competition? I think it's safe to say Sean's our, our number two quarterback. Um, I think a lot of it is just his his mental makeup in terms of we saw it in the Cincinnati game in terms of his ability to rebound and the game's not too big for him. So I think when the moments are at their highest, which is typically in your two minute situations, it's just. He's out there calm, cool, and collected. How, um, how difficult was the task for Alex to be signed and learn a new playbook coming right into camp? And, and what have you seen him and how he's navigated that? Yeah, I think it's extremely difficult. I mean, it's you're not holding anything back um, in regards to installing your offense. and uh, But I, I do think that he's worked extremely hard and he's done a really nice job of picking it up and you know it's just one of those he hasn't probably gotten as many reps as we'd like to give him and that's always you know one of the the toughest things is how do you get three quarterbacks reps it's really tough when we had four quarterbacks for a while um but you know i think he's done as good as he could with those limited reps that he's gotten you know with sean being a rookie quarterback naturally you're going to give more reps to your number two guy so um, it's just kind of the situation we've been in but i think he's handled it as as best he could you talk often Matt, about you know trying to learn what these guys do best and how you can utilize those those talents i mean as these five weeks giving you a really good idea about the likes of reed and musgrave and what they do and, and how they can help yeah i think so but i think there's still a lot of growth in front of both those players uh, they're very early obviously in their careers and hopefully they have long careers and um but that's just we'll 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 try to keep force feeding them as much as they can handle with one preseason game left do you like where this team is at at this point in the summer that's a hell of a question that i never know how to answer that question so i'm not going to answer the question <laughs> and are you still planning on playing jordan and the starters some saturday um yeah they're, they're gonna play they're gonna play but back to that uh because i don't want to you know do you like that? I, I like the attitude of the team. I like the competitiveness of the team. But, I mean, it's just it, it's hard to answer those questions. You, we haven't played a real NFL game. I mean, the preseason's, you know, it's a good barometer. But you're not going against everybody's top talent all the time. And a lot of guys that are playing, uh, especially later in those games, you know, Shoot, some of these guys won't even be on your roster. So it's a, that's always a tough question. I think, you know, you get a true indication once you get, not even early in the season, as the season progresses. And, and a lot of it is how do you handle adversity and how do you handle when things aren't going your way and you, like, much like 
a season ago, you know, you hit a skid and you, you're losing a bunch of games in a row. And do you have the resiliency to bounce back from that? So, um, but as far as the attitude and and just the competitive spirit of, of the team, yeah, I love them. Matt, when do you want to know who that second starting safety is going to be week one by? Um, yesterday. <laughs> so do you know already who it is? Uh, I think we've got a pretty good indication, but there's still there's still more, you know, football in front of us. Um, it, we've got, obviously, a practice today. We've got a game. And it could be pretty fluid throughout the course of the year. I mean, you never want to just say, hey, this is it. I mean, guys are going to compete, and they're going to, you know, continue to learn and grow. And um, hopefully it's a competitive situation throughout the course of the season. And that's not just with that position. That's got to be everybody's position. That's got to be the mindset. That's how you improve and get better. As soon as you, you know, get complacent, somebody's going to pass you by. Pretty consistent on the need for Jordan and the offensive starters to play on Saturday. Do you feel the same way about the defensive side, or are you going to shut those starters down? For no, everybody will play um, as far as how many snaps. It could be case by case. Again, it's going to be more of a, a gut feeling, I would say, on my part, where we're at. But I do think there's a lot of value in the fact that we're getting ready for a noon kickoff. Um, it, it's be that I know week one, that's a is that a noon kickoff? No, 3.20. Okay. Well, hey, it's earlier than 7 o'clock. Uh, and I, after that, I couldn't tell you when we played. But so just getting mentally and physically prepared for the kick, which I know we've got some noon games, I think there's a lot of value in that. How much in the bubble? Do guys in the bubble cut themselves or make the team on the final preseason game? Or do you take the whole body and I think you take the whole body of work, but obviously that's a, the most recent game. is It still has a, a big factor in, into the some of those decisions, for sure. How about Rich called Luke? You keep getting interrupted. I sure <laughs> He's got to speak up. Well, he's never interrupted anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's all I know. Sounds like some <laughs> Big thanks. Who resents everyone? Hey, Rich wow. called Lizzie. Shots fired all, all over in here. Yeah, You think it's Chippy Alley? We're going to get a beer together or something. <laughs> Losing Tyler Davis like losing your like right hand man. Have you found any of these young guys yet to kind of replicate that gritty work that Tyler would do? Uh, I, I think it's a work in progress, and I think it's going to be the collective that's going to have to pick that up. Anytime you lose a guy like that, and uh, it's you know, that's a it was a it's a big loss. It's a bigger loss for us. We feel it more than probably anybody outside of that locker room. Much of the increased snaps to follow up on my question a couple ago uh, is from just having a young roster. And how much is it uh, from what you've maybe learned the past couple of years and how your teams entered week one? Yeah, I think both. I think it's you know a byproduct of having some younger players at certain positions and also just going through and not performing the way you'd like to in, in week one in, in certain instances. Um, and it's not just, you know, one position or anything like that. It's, it was pretty, there's, there's a couple that stick out in my mind. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, you always learn, grow, and you, you try to get a feel for where you're at as a football team and what your team needs. And so that's kind of what, how we make our decisions. 
with, with Uncle Russ. I know it's pretty obvious what Preston gives you as, a, as an edge rusher, as a pass rusher, but how integral has he been in terms of what you guys have built here the last four years with you know, the chemistry and just kind of the culture with the locker room? Yeah, I think he's done a great job. I think he's he's very consistent in terms of he's always available. Uh, he's a guy that I don't know how many games he's missed, but it, it, is it is it one? I, I couldn't even. When was that? Uh, it was the quad game. Coming okay, in. yeah. Okay, now it, now it, um, it's coming back to me. But um, yeah, he's just he's always there for us, and I do think that you know as he's gotten older and more mature as a player. He's taken on more of a leadership role, and I think he's he's had a great camp. I just love how he's running the football, and, um, you know, I think he's he's doing a good job leading. I can ask about two players for Saturday. First, Jordan. No. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to um, with, with Jordan, is it X number of plays, series, a, a certain number of concepts that you want to get before you... None of those things, it's just totally how you feel. It's my gut, Bill. It's my gut. And Rashawn, will he play? RG will not play. So. You've been a few years removed from it, but would you ever consider going back to the whole dorm setup uh, type of thing, or do you think that's past, at least in your tenure? Um, you said in St. Norbert? Yeah, just the, that whole setup. I know most teams went and said, oh, don't do that. Well, we, I mean, we had them held up in a hotel for a couple weeks here, which I thought was good just to get those guys together, and then that kind of. Once we left for Cincinnati, we came back. It was just there was a certain number of players, you know, mostly the younger players that are still in the hotel, so or weren't in the hotel. But um, I don't ever want to say I don't ever want to box myself in to a certain decision. Every year is a different feel, and um, you know, so we'll we'll see. There you go. That's Matt LaFleur. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens joining us uh, just after the Packers finished up their practice. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, wrapping up their practice. Mike Clemens standing by. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. Can you hear me okay? Because I'm yep. standing on the sideline. It's a close practice, but they got the music cranked. And so in order to be right near the sideline with us, well, we got an 11-11 going on right now. And they're in helmets and, and uh, shorts today, uh, but wearing shells. But we're in the full, full first team scrimmaging going on. So it's Jordan Love. He's got Bakhtiari at left tackle, Zach Tom playing all these snaps at right tackle. On defense, Rudy Ford is back there with Donnell Savage at the safety. Now, as you just heard in that press conference, too, I mean, Rashawn Gary's getting a lot of snaps and in some team drills. But now that, like, this is, like, the most intense uh, 11-on-11 team, he's on the sidelines, and you got Lucas Van Ness out there at outside linebacker where 52 you usually be. But 52... You know, uh, Rashawn Gary looks really good, really fast, uh, but they're not going to play him Saturday against the Seahawks, and it's for them to know and you to find out if he, if they think he'll be ready for the Bears. 
You know, I, I get the sense that he, he probably won't start right away. Uh, you would assume. I mean, that's pretty quick to come back. I didn't expect him to even be back until October, I mean, maybe mid-October, you know? No, it's crazy. Back in 10 months, it's almost Adrian Peterson-like, you know, 10 months uh, since he had that. I'm not even sure if he had that surgery in late November or early December, you know, because they usually wait a couple of weeks for swelling and things like that to go down, but... Whatever it's, it's it's been amazing. So um, I, we I just saw Darnell Savage make a tremendous play, knocking a, a reception out at the sidelines, and Jonathan Owens was back in there with the second team, and they're running combinations too. Where they'll put uh, Rudy Ford and Jonathan Owens at the back end at safety and defense, and Owens making a play today. And this is a this is the time of the year now. You know, we talked to Luke Musgrave. You're starting. Tight end, number 88, so much depending on this guy. And talked to him yesterday, and he says, yeah, you know, I made a mistake. I went in the – I went I, – I forgot I was supposed to go motion on that play and, you know, ended up wrecking the play, and, and Jordan Love got after me. I respect him. He's been here three years. He knows what's going on. But he – and then he used this great line. He says, but he was – he's a mature enough quarterback to come back to me again and get it fixed and not just ignore me for the rest of the practice. And so that's the kind of leadership the love is showing. And it also shows that even when you're one of the top picks and you're running with the first team as a rookie, they're only five weeks into the NFL, man. They're only five weeks, 15 practices. And so that's why even today I'm looking at the roster, and there's some kid named uh, Dre, Dre Miller. He's a wide receiver out of Maine, wearing number 16, the same as the punter, Pat O'Donnell. And today they ran him with the ones so he could get a, a good rep. And he made a tremendous catch. So this is also the same week where LaFleur and Gutekind have got to get these third and fourth stringers into the game Saturday afternoon to give them a chance now that they've had a time to learn. You know, Mike, uh, you, you talk about guys that uh, are trying to make an impression and trying to – like uh, we're going to talk tomorrow about who's on the bubble and who needs to show up for this game. But do you feel that there's still probably bottom end of this roster, probably five, six, seven spots that are up for grabs? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of these guys that even with the joint practices, I don't know if they've got enough information. You know, you don't want to make the mistake of letting somebody go and he ends up, you know, uh, being the next Taysom Hill or something like that. You want to make sure that you're making the right decisions on these guys. At the same time, they're trying to get a very young first-team defense, offense, and even special teams ready for a Bears game. So, you know, Jordan Love and those guys are going to take – a couple of series, and like LaFleur said, it's a feel. If I see him you know, have a scoring drive or two, then I'll figure out, okay, we got our work done, and then we'll try and start looking at these second and third stringers Saturday afternoon against the Seahawks. I know, Mike, we're going to get a little more in-depth into this uh, coming up tomorrow, but uh, do you feel like at all Anders Carlson is kind of on the bubble here, like he really needs to kind of step it up, or come cut-down day, they're going to be uh, probably bringing somebody else into camp to at least challenge him for his job? I think they're all in. They're going to stick with this kid until the season starts. Now, today he missed one. He, he doinked one off an upright. But uh, here's how good a coach Rich Versace is. He had that kid line up on his third or fourth attempt today, kicking field goals. And they were about 42 yards out. And then all of a sudden, Versace said, oh, he threw a flag as if there was a false start. He made him move back. It didn't actually happen. But he went into the kid's head and said, like, hey, what if he just had a 10-yard penalty? Can you convert from 52? And he did. Right. All right. 
Basaccia, kind of the, uh, the, the the kicker whisperer, I guess. Mike, great stuff. We'll talk uh, at length tomorrow, pal. Talk to you then. Appreciate it. There you go. Mike Clemens live at Packers Practice joining us for a couple of minutes on the highline. we still got another hour yet to go. Mike, as always, brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. More to come. Bill Michael Show. We rock on right after this.